Welcome to What I Wish I Learned in Law School. My name is Audrey Earhart, and I, just like you, am a practicing attorney, but I'm also the CEO and founder of Practice 42. At Practice 42, our goal is to build and sustain successful law practices across the nation. We do that in so many different ways, and I can't wait to talk to you more about that. Right now, I want you to know we're going to go ahead and focus on how you can become the next guest on my podcast, What I Wish I Learned in Law School, and share so much of your journey with our audience. I'm so excited. It's going to be, take about 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go ahead and jump in. With us right now, it's Crystal West Edwards. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. But give us an overview of your work. So I am uh, at an elder law firm. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm at a full service law firm practicing elder law in Morristown, New Jersey, Porzio, Bromberg, and Newman. And I have been an elder law junkie my whole career. I started in law school. Um, I added a special needs practice about three years into being a lawyer. And there is no population of people I like more than my seniors than my clients with intellectual developmental disabilities. What drew you, what drew you into elder law? So actually, I wanted to do elder law because I wanted to do health law. And then I found out that it was pretty adjacent. You know, I can, I can, I know a little bit about Medicare. I know a little bit about Medicaid. I can do health insurance, but it was really the one-to-one interaction with clients. This is a practice area where your clients are actually very appreciative of what you do. On the special needs side, most of my clients actually are my age. Um, their parents chose me because I could be their lawyer, hopefully for their lifetime, right? Like long as, as they need me, I should be around just from an age perspective. Um, and one of my favorite clients calls me his Matlock. So, (laughs) you know, you get the warm, fuzzy feeling while also practicing law, which is a good thing to have. For sure. For sure. Um, in your day to day, um, what do you, I mean, what is, what is a typical day like? for you and what are the you know kind of the support systems the, the you know the 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 people or the software or the tools of the trade that allow you to do your job more efficiently and, and ultimately provide a better quality of service sure so day-to-day life is a lot of calls from clients who have never hired a lawyer they hear about it on TV. They hear about it from their friends. Maybe they had a divorce lawyer or mm. someone who handled a real estate closing, but they really don't understand, you know, that interaction. Um, so we spend a little bit of time explaining to them that I know it sounds a little crazy that you're going to hire a lawyer. And the first thing we do is hand you a contract, mm. call an engagement letter, mm. but we do have to spend a, a bit of time with that. Um, so it is a lot of one-to-one interaction the team support my legal assistant is my business partner i think of her as my business partner the way i think about my my ordinary partners she's really my chief sales officer Mm. she's my chief communications officer and the first line of defense so to speak between me and a client relationship so having the right person in that spot is key um other attorneys who can support things that i don't necessarily do i like to be at the center of a client's world, if you will, if they have an issue because their contractor didn't show up, I want them to think to call me because I can get them to somebody. It's not me. I'm not going to litigate the construction litigation, but I certainly can direct them to the right person. And then outside of the law firm, it's our social workers, it's our geriatric care managers, it's our special needs care managers that can really direct families from a healthcare perspective because 
in my world, I don't like the tax tail to wag the dog. I don't like the Medicaid tail to wag the dog either. Pick the best care setting and then we kind of go from there. So those are really my biggest partners. I suspect that there's someone listening to our conversation right now and they they hear you talking about you know, your assistant as a business partner, right? And And they're like, I don't have someone in my life like that. How do I find someone great? What and any tools for hiring or like the you know personality profile that you want to look for, that, the soft skills, you know, those that is really a tough question. And I think it is what you're looking for is very personal to you. So I'll give you an example. I live in the great state of New Jersey, but I am from North Carolina. I'm Southern. Right? <laughs> I am a killing with kindness type of gal. I don't really like to what we call snapback, you know, often on <laughs> right. every now and then you have to remind yeah. who you are, but that's my, that's not my default position. Yeah. My legal assistant lives in New Jersey. She's a Southerner from Virginia, uh-huh. right? She talks to clients in the same way that I do. Yeah. And so that's what really drew us. Mm. Um, but she came in, you know, initially it's hard. You have to do a little bit of, of um, I don't want to say personality assessments, but just spending time informally, mm-hmm. seeing how someone communicates and, and what things kind of make them tick to see if they'll have the same value proposition that you do. And so she approaches clients the same way. How can I help you? I know this is very overwhelming. I'm here for you. Unlike what we typically hear about the Northeast, we're not rushing you off the floor. Yeah. If it takes 35 minutes for you to explain that your husband just had a stroke, we're going to sit down and we're going to give you that time to do that. Wow. Um, and so for me, I got a fellow Southerner, right? And that's what worked best for me. <laughs> but I've also noticed just in the profession that a lot of people's staff, um, particularly their associate attorneys have similar personalities to them. It's really interesting, at least in my state. Um, but I think that that's really, that's what, what works best. We're not, we're, we're not really pieces on a chessboard, right? Where you can just move folks around and, and, you know, see what kind of sticks. We're more of puzzle pieces where there has to be the right fit, but it's hard. And a lot of it is trial and error. And as my mom said, growing up, you have to kiss a lot of frogs to find your prince. Yeah. The same thing can happen with staff. Crystal, thinking back to law school uh, and imagine that you're giving a commencement address, what would be maybe some of the headlines that you would probably like, you know, if someone had told me this, I think that would have been really important for me to hear at that point. The colleagues that I went to law school with are the first group of people that I look to if I need a referral somewhere or I need to bounce an idea off of someone. Um, I don't look to the people who never showed up to class, obviously, but I do look very heavily to you know my support group when I was in law school because there is a trust component to suffering like that for three years <laughs> and getting through it. Mm. And you know these are people that can pretty much handle whatever. Yeah. So I would say cherish the people that you have around you right. um, and really dig deep into who they are and and what they value yeah. because you may see that as being a value add for a client in the future and then the other is i wasn't really mentally prepared that we're business and so my you know favorite great philosopher by the name of sean Corey carter <laughs> happens to be a man 
goes by a stage name, Jay-Z, you know, but he, he has a line in a song that says, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man, mm. let me handle my business. And so that's really kind of how I look at it, right? Where now I have to think of myself as a brand, mm. I have to think of myself as a walking business, and anyone who is on my team needs to be able to support what our ultimate goal and initiative is because they're doing it in my name, yeah. right? Even if we're in a larger law firm, they're still doing it in my name. And so um, valuing who you are and remembering that what you see on social media, what you see in your personal life can in fact lead into your legal career and making sure that you maintain your integrity, your dignity, um, and your own personal value proposition to be successful in the future. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chris, obviously with Practice 42, we love systems and we love, you know, smart delegation and, you know, and, and just being uh, more efficient, right? So we can do what only we can do. You know, uh, I, I'm using the royal we, I'm not an attorney, but... <laughs> You know, as certainly as a, as a business, uh, you know, we, we want to create great impact in the world. And so what are some of those those time saving or these, you know, those efficiencies that that you look for or that you collaborate, uh, you know, within the firm um, so that you can do what only you do? You know, it's really hard question because I am in a large firm. Mm -hmm. We have over 90 attorneys. We have wow. 200 employees. Um, the, the firm owns three subsidiaries that also run out of our building. So technology is a point of contention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because there are other systems that we have to think about, but Asana is one of my favorites. Actually, it's a task management system. I am excited about all of the things that I've heard about Practice 42 and how those things can be implemented into my law firm um, because time savings is, is key. And right now, admittedly, I don't have great time saving mechanisms when it comes to how we're delivering client services from a technology standpoint. We're still people heavy. Yeah. And if we can get out of, you know, the data entry world, right, right. we'll be doing even better. So yeah. I'll be looking to you guys for I, some assistance. Great, 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 great. Um, when you think about your, your professional, your career, what are you most excited about over the next two to three years, about where you're going, the impact you're going to have? For, for those who are just listening, the, the expression was kind of like, kind of like a little bit of, ooh, you know, like the shoulders kind of. Like, <laughs> so I'm excited about two people, actually, that are not lawyers who I've met. Um, I don't know what their futures will be other than I know that they will be bright. Um, there are two law students that I ah. met that are in um, different, one is in New Jersey and one is uh, in law school in Pennsylvania. Right. They have expressed an interest in elder law. Uh, one is a 1L and one is a 2L. And so when you said the next two years, all I'm thinking about is what's going to happen upon their graduation. I'm hopeful that there will be an opportunity for them either at my law firm or one similar to us because we're only really as good as the people whose shoulders we stand on and those who are coming up behind us, right? And so in order for me to be successful five, 10 years from now, we're gonna need other people who are stepping into this practice area with new fresh ideas, Yes. New energy. Background, New cultural back, experience. Exactly. Yeah. Diversity of thought, yeah, diversity yes. in, in, in every sense yeah. of the word. And so I am really excited about those two. 
um, because it'll be a new generation, I think, yeah. of elder law and special needs lawyers coming up who have the desire to do it from day one. Yeah. I, I love, you know, when, you know, we think about all of the clients, all the folks that need elder law services. And it's really nice when you can match backgrounds a little bit so that there's some context yes. there. I understand your experience. Uh, I understand maybe some systemic issues that may be involved because we share background, that sort of thing. You're a woman of color, um, you know, in the elder law space. I I would imagine there's a lot of opportunity to represent in elder law what the population is, right? There is Where a lot of opportunity, but that also requires a lot of education. So what has happened over the years, you know, Medicaid planning techniques are things that um, people have been doing in the U.S. for decades, mm. right? I joke in my office to, I call the OGs, you know, <laughs> the original elder law folks that really paved the way for all of us. Yeah. I joke and I tell them that they entered elder law in what was the wild, wild west, yeah. right? You could do whatever you wanted, give away some money and get on Medicaid the next day, right? It was yeah. just like, the world was your oyster kind of thing. Um, and that's not the case right now, but in in my um, you know, African-American communities across the country did not have the pleasure of knowing that you can give away whatever you had and qualify for Medicaid literally one month later. And so a lot of the things that I have done and I spend time volunteering to do mm. is really an educational campaign. Like this is what elder law is. This is how we can do asset protection. Generational wealth does not start by, you know, dad leaving a million dollar life insurance policy, generational wealth can start with $10,000, $5,000, $50,000, anything that gets you one step ahead of where you started, right? And then just continuing on down that cycle. So I volunteer pretty much any organization that wants me to come or to talk about these issues, I will, um, even if it's just a group of five or six people. And so with that, my client demographic has actually changed fairly significantly. Um, when I first started practicing, I think the first five years I was practicing, I can think of three African-American families um, that I represented. At this point, I would say across all ethnicities, probably 70% of my client population is from some diverse background um, and, and of all flavors from, you know, newbie millionaires mm -hmm. to some generational millionaires uh -huh. to some, you know, we're just, we, we just got married and we have a house and we want to make sure that at the end of the day, our future kids that we don't have yet are going to be taken care of. Awesome. So I'm excited about where it's going to go. I'm excited about diversifying our practice area. Um, but some of it is going to start with an educational campaign and we have to be committed to doing the work. Crystal West Edwards, what a thank you so much for this conversation. For, for, for someone who's been listening and, and they want to connect with you, engage with you, uh, what's the, the firm's website and, and any other way that, that folks could connect you to partnering or? Uh... So the easiest way to find me is on porzioplanning.com. That's P O R Z I O planning.com. Or you can give me a buzz, 973 889 4263. Crystal West Edwards, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Pleasure.
It's Audrey Earhart here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, What I Wish I Learned in Law School. Listen, if you are a successful attorney and you want to share your message and you have something that you want to give back here, I would love you to be to have you there to be a part of my program. And that's again, the What I Wish I Learned in Law School platform. That's our podcast. This is where you're really going to have the opportunity to share our amazing message. And listen, if you got something out of this interview, it's really important that you share our podcast with your social media. It's not just about our social media where we're going to be putting this out on our Instagram, Practice Ready 2, our Facebook, Practice Ready 2. You'll even see it on my LinkedIn, Audrey. And you'll also see it Practice Ready 2's LinkedIn as well. We really want you to be part of this community so we can get your unique message out. We're putting out so many, so much content on a weekly basis. I know you're going to find something that piques your interest. You can learn from, share with your audience too. And listen, you can just do a quick screenshot of your phone number and text it to a friend so they can take a look at everything. They can see what you're up to on social media. They can see what we're up to. And really, this is the way that we're going to help our lawyer community learn what they need to know. There's so much that none of us learned in law school about how to run a business, how to optimize our processes, how to get the right marketing for our practice, how to use legal technology, which changes on a daily basis. Listen, let's get connected. Let's stay connected. I'm so appreciative of you for being here. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.